0: An agreement was reached between the governing Liberals and the opposition NDP that will keep the Liberals governing through until 2025. It's what's known as a supply and confidence or confidence and supply agreement. Essentially, the NDP have agreed that they will vote with the Liberals on budget votes and other confidence matters. And in return, the Liberals have agreed to focus on some priority areas that represent, they say, uh, some shared common ground between the two parties, notably. That would include a national pharmacare program, also some kind of a national dental care program. Now, where the rubber meets the road, you've got the provinces that are going to have a big say in all of that. So what this looks like in the end remains to be seen. But it certainly does change the political dynamic in the nation's capital, perhaps allows the liberals to essentially govern as if they have a majority through until 2025, which would, of course, mark 10 years of liberal governance, 10 years of Justin Trudeau as prime minister. Throws was a bit of a wrench, perhaps, even into the conservative leadership race and the dynamic facing whoever comes out of that race later this year. So joining us uh, for some analysis of what this all represents, very pleased to uh, welcome to the program here today, Paul Wells, veteran uh, journalist and author based out of Ottawa. I had a great piece this week at the Globe and Mail on the uh, implications of this deal. Paul, so great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on, Rob. You've covered politics a long time, obviously, and I mean, I think back to what what almost happened in in 2008 in terms of an actual coalition, but we've seen versions of of this at the provincial level. How unusual or or unconventional is this in your view?
1: Um, There's a fair bit of uh, precedent for this, and since we're in an era of uh, frequent minority governments at the federal level, it would have been surprising if something like this didn't get tried at some point. Uh, in uh, British Columbia from 2017 to 2020, uh, uh, John Horgan was uh, propped up by the tiny Green Party caucus in in that uh, in that province. At the beginning of that experiment, it was not at all clear which of the NDP or the Liberals was going to be asked by the lieutenant governor to form an election. And there was a bit of a delay after the 27 ele- election, while everybody got their bids in with the Green Party. Um, uh much longer ago, in the 80s, there was uh, an agreement between the Liberals and the New Democrats in Ontario. Even though the Conservatives had won more seats than the Liberals, they hadn't won enough uh, to, to, mm-hmm. to stop this kind of thing. And that's how David Peterson became the Premier of Ontario. And um, I think in New Brunswick. Anyway, you, you, you see them here and there. Uh, yeah. It's uh, essentially an agreement. Confidence votes come up every once in a while in a parliamentary system. And it was agreement by one of the smaller parties not to vote against the largest party uh, and, and or, or, or one of the large parties. And, and, and that allows the large party to govern. There, there won't be any New Democrat cabinet ministers. Um, uh, it, it's nothing that elaborate. It's still Justin Trudeau's liberal government. But it's Justin Trudeau's liberal government without Jagmeet Singh's New Democrats uh, taking pot shops at it during confidence votes.
0: Well, I mean, you mentioned the agreement in BC. Of course, John Horgan pulled the pin on that agreement So once he thought it might benefit him, which indeed it did, parlayed that into a majority in the 2020 election. Uh, so how stable do you, do you think this agreement is?
1: Um, you get the impression that it's kind of medium stable. Uh, everyone, <laughs> including Jagmeet Singh, is insisting on the right to... Uh, drop it depending on circumstances if if Singh ever decided that the liberal party had become uh unacceptable for whatever reasons uh he he, he's saying right now that he's uh reserving the right to vote no confidence so it's um it's 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 a confidence and supply agreement light i guess you could say um uh but it, it it accomplishes two things it will probably hold I mean, you know, intentions, once stated, uh, are, are something you don't want to go back on because it makes you look unreliable. Uh, so it's reasonably sturdy. And it allows both the New Democrat and the liberal leader to emphasize that they don't think the conservatives uh, um, uh, under Aaron O'Toole, under Andrew Scheer and under uh, the leaders that they view as likely out of this leadership race, they don't view them as essentially legitimate players in the, in, in the political debate. Too scary, too far right, too radioactive. And therefore, they're preemptively uh, forming an alliance, not against the government in power, but against the likeliest alternative to that government, which would be the Conservative Party.
0: Well, it's an interesting. We look back over the last couple of months in politics and, you know, the convoy, the protests in particular, Justin Trudeau's approval rating was plummeting. And yet coming out of all of this, it's the conservatives that have been thrust into turmoil. Uh, the liberals are rewarded almost here with uh, with some stability, rewarded with uh, a de facto majority. It's quite a turn of events, which is why I guess you note in your piece that, that you know, the prime minister himself must be over the moon about all of this.
1: Yeah. And it, and it suggests I think a lot of people, including a lot of people who really didn't agree with most of what was being advocated by that truckers' convoy, had a lot of people had complicated feelings about that convoy. Um, they, uh, a lot of people got the sense of frustration with 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 uh, lockdowns and and various public health restrictions and with uh, the liberal government uh, more broadly. But even if you accept that 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 convoy is starting to look like a Titanic tactical mistake. <laughs> it mm-hmm. um, uh, Most of the ringleaders are in jail or going to jail. Um, and uh, now it has solidified the resolve of the parties that had the least to do with that convoy, the NDP and uh, Liberals, against the party that uh, got cozy with some of the members of the, of the convoy, with the result that kind of doesn't matter who the next conservative leader is. They're just going to have to sit and wait for up to three years uh, uh, in the um, least, what can you say about the opposition leader's job? It's the least rewarding job in politics. And oh, yeah. it, lately, in the last few decades, it has just absolutely chewed up uh, people who, uh, who held that job. Uh, Andrew Shearer, uh, Aaron O'Toole, Tom Mulcair, Michael Ignatieff, Stephane Dion, um, uh, there's a long, long list of opposition leaders who got one shot at uh, winning power, didn't succeed, and and didn't get a didn't get a second chance, didn't get a, to stick around for a second election. So, you know, uh, if Pierre Poiliev was thinking that he was going to uh, romp to the Conservative leadership, and then quite soon after have a shot at um, uh, uh, facing Justin Trudeau in an election, now that second step looks mighty shaky.
0: On the other hand, though, there's there's the argument here that if the NDP succeed in pulling the liberals too far to the left, uh, that this may bode well for the conservatives uh, come 2025 if, if we make it that far. Uh, so to what extent is this going to to change the liberal direction? Um, you know, you, you sort of hint in your piece that it's maybe 2015 all over again, sunny ways all over again. Uh, the liberals get to sort of look big picture at some of these, uh, you know, huge new policy initiatives. What, what about that side of it?
1: Uh, since 2020, for obvious reasons, because of the pandemic, which forced or led, uh, governments all over the place and very spectacularly, the federal government in Canada to pay people to stay home and pay businesses to stay open, even though they had no customers, we've had, uh, a literally unprecedented, uh, acceleration of spending at the federal level. And just about everyone assumed that at some point that was going to have to, uh, be reversed, that, that spending yeah. was going to have to be uh, restricted quite spectacularly to get back to the way we were in, say, November of 2019. This uh, agreement between the NDP and the Liberals makes it much likelier that spending is going to continue at very high levels, uh, basically for as long as the bank accounts will allow, uh, and um, um, that uh, deficits and debts will be, continue to be run up at, at at really substantial rates. Not a huge change of direction from Justin Trudeau. More the absence of a change of direction at a time when when a lot of outside uh, observers had assumed he would need to change direction. Um, so you know, facing a, 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 a sternly um, uh, limited government uh, vision of things from the from the Conservative Party and facing an objective situation where, look, they've been spending hand over fist for, for you know, now going on three years. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of backing down, uh, Trudeau and Jagmeet Singh look like they're intending to lean forward.
0: But On the other hand, I mean, if the Conservatives forsake or forfeit that middle, and, and the Liberals move further to the left, it feels like there's a big void or a big vacuum in, in federal politics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, I, I, I mean, I want to make really clear. I have no idea what the electoral results of this are going to be. I don't like it, it's entirely sure. possible that uh, feeling confident, feeling protected, Justin Trudeau will get overconfident and make some of the mistakes he's made in the past. Uh, it's entirely uh, possible that people will not react well to having their their choices taken away from them. And this could backfire on the um, on the NDP, certainly, and maybe on the Liberals. Um but we're starting to see a strange situation where the the, the, the uh, liberals ha- are continuing a march to the left as the conservatives seemed to be ready to, to, to go to the, the right. And that's
0: mm-hmm.
1: an awful lot of people who consider themselves moderate, who would simply like to have a finance minister who sounds like a finance minister when they speak, uh, who, who, who seems preoccupied with things like the marginal rate of tax and things like that. Um, uh are 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 heading into a world where the liberals don't seem to care much about any of that stuff, and maybe the conservatives won't either and i'm I am now hearing from uh business liberals, traditional progressive conservatives, especially progressive conservatives saying things like uh, we tried it stephen harper's way we've tried it for fifteen years, there were good days, but this is not our party, and we're not interested in playing any longer and so the Conservative Party, which after all is not yet 20 years old in its modern incarnation, is not guaranteed uh, of surviving for an eternity as a united party.
0: And meanwhile, and just a point on the NDP, we haven't talked much about here, the the junior partner in this agreement, I guess. I mean, there's some potential upside, I suppose, to them, but there's a big downside here, maybe even irrelevancy as a possible downside.
1: Yeah, the... the, the um, One of the worst elections in the history of the federal NDP was 1974 when um, uh, they were harshly judged for um, having supported uh, Pierre Trudeau in uh, his first minority government from 72 to 74. Um, they, uh, They were seen to have sold their soul. They were seen to have become irrelevant that the real choices were between the conservatives and the liberals and the NDP was just a kind of a prop um, and uh, um, although the NDP in Ontario rebounded smartly um, after at the end of the uh, 1980s with a, a, a NDP government from 1995 the immediate reaction to their coalition or their their, their spot their confidence deal with the uh, David Peterson's liberals was um, they fell off the map, and Peterson was able to grow to a majority. So the junior party in these things often ends up looking a little silly, a little irrelevant, um, and uh, and doesn't do well at the next election. I think the reason a lot of New Democrats are saying they're very excited about this is they haven't been doing well anyway. <laughs> Under Jagmeet Singh, uh, this party is, is, is well past the uh, heady days after the 2011 election when uh, Jack Layton won 103 seats, and they, uh, I think, foolishly persuaded themselves that that was the new normal for the NDP. Um, now they get that they're a party that counts its seats in the, in the small number of dozens, and uh, they're kind of excited that, even given that uh, that you know low ceiling. Um, they can influence uh, a federal government to spend a lot of money on dental care for kids and pharma care and yeah. uh, indigenous reconciliation and all the other stuff that's in this list. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.